I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Let's do this. Uh, Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Highline. You can find him on Twitter at Eric underscore Name, N-E-H-M. Eric underscore N-E-H-M. Eric, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I uh, I completely and thoroughly enjoyed that game the other night in Denver. They lost. I get it. But that was a hell of a game. That was a fun game to watch, wasn't it? Or do you disagree? Uh, so it, yeah, it's always tough to say something's fun when the seven best players uh, for any team are not on the floor. But it's hard to disagree with because I thought the the guys that did end up playing really played hard. Like they they got after it, and it, I thought it was it was fun to watch Kyle Korver turn back the clock. Like Bud was. You know, I was juggling with Bud after the game and saying, like, wow, you really had to go deep into the playbook or, I guess, deep into your memory banks to try to remember some of those plays you used to run for Kyle because that's what it was, was them just trying to find ways to get Kyle Korver open. So, you know, I thought we got to see Robin Lopez set some great screens. I thought we got to see Kyle really whip around some uh, screens and run around the floor. And uh, for me, it was was kind of fun to watch, uh, and all those guys were, were getting an opportunity that they don't normally get. Ultimately, they lost. But uh, for me, it, it did end up being a fun game to watch because we haven't got to see those guys play a whole lot uh, with the big club this year. And, uh, yeah, I, I had fun. Uh, but I think ultimately, uh, you know, there's there will be some panic among Bucks fans. And uh, just watching this team lose four or five uh, is not a ton of fun. So, so there will be some of that, but yeah, unfortunately, I think I probably like I think I probably agree, even though uh, they have lost four or five. Yeah, I I had a blast. I I thought it was terrific, and I enjoyed it, and so I was pretty excited watching that ball game. Um, let me ask you this: um, Do we have any update on Giannis? Is he out the next uh, upcoming game, or is uh, he going to be back, or is that a game time decision? Uh, we moved my spot today because I will get to talk with the Bucks here in about an hour here when I normally talk with you. Uh, so we should have a, a better idea then. Um, you know, with Giannis, uh, I think they're always going to be very careful with him. So uh, my guess would be that we might see him sit out this game here on Thursday as well. Uh, but if you watched him during that, that Nuggets game, he was, he was hopping around pretty good on the sidelines. Uh, he was – pantomiming all the, the actions his brother Thanasis needed to do pretty well. So I do think he's maybe a little bit further along than I thought. I, I was imagining maybe uh, a solid two weeks that he'd be missing games, but it, it might only end up being a couple games here. So 
We'll find out more here in about an hour from right now. Um, once we get a chance to talk with the Bucks and uh, they finish up their practice, but uh, I, there's not a, a full-on timeline. But I, I would not be shocked if he sits out Thursday as well. So, um, who really impressed you? I thought Sterling Brown had a hell of a game. Lopez had a good game. I mean, who impressed you? Because I those guys just worked and worked their tails off. And like I said, I mean, I thought it was a fun game. I know some people disagree with me, but uh, who impressed you? I thought, so it's funny, like, Thanasis, I continue to be impressed by how hard he works. Uh, I think there's a lot of times where a Bud is pulling his hair out on the sidelines because Thanasis isn't quite working within the scheme. He doesn't really quite understand exactly how they want to defend or, you know, he's trying a little bit too hard to, to make a play, but he just plays so hard. I thought the block that he had early in that game was just crazy that he was able to come over from the backside and block uh, Mason Plumlee on a dunk attempt. And I just didn't think he had a chance and he somehow got to it. So that impressed me. Um, but to me, I think the big one was Kyle Korver. I didn't think Korver had that left in him quite yet uh, just because we've seen him get, you know, these, these smaller stints where it's four or five minutes with Giannis on the floor uh, and then Giannis kind of uses him as a weapon, and, uh, you know, they run some different things for him. But that that wasn't every play. It wasn't every single possession we are going to go to this guy. Uh, so to get to see Kyle Korver, uh, a 17-year NBA veteran, just run around and really get hot and have, you know, a, a team in Denver that's one of the best teams in the West, I'm not going to say, like, Scared, but they were they were very concerned about where he was going to be, how they were going to defend him. Uh, I just didn't think he had that left in him at, at this time in his career. So uh, that Thanasis and Kyle Korver were probably the two that I, I come around uh, being the most impressed from. Now that uh, they start to get everybody back, I mean, obviously you want to kind of put your foot to the floor. Seven out of the next eight at home. How big is this stretch? Yeah, I think it's really a, a big spot for this team because they haven't played particularly well here. And, uh, man, uh, since All-Star, they've, they've really been trying to figure out exactly how to get right offensively. They've been one of the five or ten worst offenses in the league since All-Star break. So they're trying to figure that out. And, you know, I think anytime you're at home, that allows for you to I think getting a little bit better better rhythm. Teams tend to shoot a little bit better at home. Uh, role players shoot a little bit better at home as well. So I think for them, that is kind of the big thing, that they'll get to be at home, a little home cooking, hopefully uh, get right offensively, because this is a team that, uh, you know, has had injuries. They've had people in and out of the rotation. George Hill has been in and out. Uh, now Eric Bledsoe out a little bit. Chris Middleton, Yastin Akumbo, uh, they've had Kyle Korver. Like, they've had some people in and out here. And uh, I mean, I think for them, the big hope is, all right, let's get everyone home. Let's get everyone healthy. Uh, and then let's start trying to work towards putting this all together. Because, you know, I was talking about the other night and, uh, you know, there's always a thought that you want to be playing your best basketball as you approach the end of the season. And, you know, I asked him, I was like, is there a spot where you, you really want to peak or is there a spot where you really want to be 
hitting on all cylinders. And he said, you know, the biggest part of it is getting healthy and getting right. But, yeah, like you want to right before the playoffs be uh, – he, he says he doesn't believe in peak because you can always get better. But, like, you do want to be getting to that spot where you're feeling really good about where you're playing uh, and how well you're playing right before you hit the playoffs. So, uh, obviously, that's about – 15 games away is that kind of area. So uh, seven of eight here at home are definitely going to help out with that. Talking with Eric Name, our Milwaukee basketball insider. Follow him on Twitter at Eric underscore name, N-E-H-M. So, Eric, I mean, obviously our big story of the day, we've been covering it, uh, has been the coronavirus, and now you're getting Major League Baseball and not allowing uh, you know, unnecessary personnel in clubhouses. There's a lot of talk about the NCAA tournament. You know, how how do you think uh, this is all going to play out regarding the NBA? And uh, do you think we're going to be seeing games being played in front of fanless arenas? Yeah, I don't think we're far away from it. Um, I think, obviously, the Bucks have a home game tomorrow here Thursday. I think that will still have a crowd. I think even Saturday still might have a crowd here where the Bucks play the Warriors. But I think after that, you're going to start seeing... Uh, some empty arena games. Like, it, it, I think it just gets to a point where, you know, you look around more and more places and more and more local governments are starting to say, hey, we can't have large masses together. We can't have groups of a 1,000 people get together. And, well, one of the most common large groups of people is a sporting event. Like, that's, that's just kind of how it is. I mean, I, you could say the same thing for concerts or whatever, but, like, arenas are places where people congregate like that and uh, i think you're going to start to see more local governments and state governments say that you know that just can't happen and i mean eventually it might come down from uh the national government that we we can't have this anymore because obviously that's something that they did in italy uh where they started not allowing people to go to soccer games they started telling people they can't go to basketball games all that stuff um I, i don't think we're far from it i think the the NBA and the so the entire NBA today is getting on a phone call. So every team, someone from their governor's board, uh, will be on the phone call, a conference call today with everyone around the NBA, kind of discussing plans, trying to figure out what's going on. Uh, and then there'll be a couple more here as the week goes on. And uh, I think everyone's going to want to stay away from uh, empty arena games because obviously there's, uh, I mean. There's a lot of money to be made by having people enter into arenas. There's a lot of people that are employed by arenas. Uh, there's obviously security guards. There's uh, the people that work concessions. There, there's all these people that you know would be out of, I mean, out of work for a couple of weeks, and that's obviously not what anyone wants to see. But I do think at some point that's probably what we're we're going to see. Um, I don't know if it happens this week, but I'd be shocked if in the next two weeks I don't cover a basketball game in an empty arena. Well, that was what I was going to say is uh, I wonder if they will then allow the media in uh, and keep the media there. Uh, but then again, you really it's tough to do your job when you're there, but you really don't get a chance to go in and interact with the players. It's tough to get those one-on-one conversations, which is and, – and I'm look, I'm not complaining. It's those things that – you know, you find out both good and bad about teams, players, organizations. It gives you a little bit of the insight, what people tune in for, what people want to gather in their mind. Uh, and and then, you know, you always wonder when this does become something where they say, well, we got it under control. 
do you you fear the NBA going, you know what, it works so well with us just bringing guys to you. Why don't we just go back? Why don't we just stay with that? You know, I mean, there is, as part of what it is we do for a living, there is a part of that trepidation as well, you know? Yeah, I mean, I thought Joey Votto said something very, very smart the other day where he's just like, you know, I understand from a media perspective, like, all this stuff is really important. Like, being in a locker room allows you to understand things and have a greater context to, to what's actually happening. You can see facial expressions. You can see things like that that you don't necessarily see if someone's just standing in front of a microphone at a podium. And, you know, not uh, again, I, I try not to make this about me, but, like, selfishly, the story that I wrote in Denver would not have been possible without me going to the locker room. Like, if I didn't go to the locker room, I wouldn't have been able to find out that all the players were in a great mood, all the players were kind of joking around, uh, and that they were all pretty much uh, appeared to be in on getting rested that night. Like, there could have been some thought in my mind that maybe Bud was punishing the team from a bad performance in Phoenix. And, you know, there was Chris Middleton had a quote where he's like, well, you know, maybe thought, but maybe Bud thought I was just going to play bad in altitude uh, on the second game of back-to-back. Uh, but if I didn't know how Chris said it, if I didn't get a chance to actually talk to Chris about it, if I didn't get a chance to see the smile on his face, the sarcasm that he said with, I would have maybe ran with that story and been like, well, Bud was punishing the guys. So uh, it, it, I guess it, for me it was nice that the Bucks had something like that in, in the days where we're talking about all this because it showed how important it is that you know I actually am in the locker room and I actually can tell these stories. So I do think that's something that's very important. I do know that uh, every journalist here in the States will fight tooth and nail to keep that locker room access, whether it's locker rooms in the NBA or clubhouses in Major League Baseball. Um, I think we all understand how important those that access is to the stories that we tell. But for right now, I mean, th- this story isn't about me. Like, if if you need to to keep me six, ten feet away, and that is going right. to still allow us to try to tell these stories uh, in a safer manner, that's fine. For for as long as that needs to happen, I, I'm more than happy to to do that. But yeah, I think once uh, the scare goes away, uh, you know, all of us really would would really fight tooth and nail to get that access back. Eric, always good to talk to you, my friend. I certainly appreciate it, and uh, we will talk again down the road next week, okay? I look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. Eric Name joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider, hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair 80-plus years. They've been doing it. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.